0: good day good day this is branding made simple i'm your host mike bigos brand strategy and identity specialist you know branding has become a pretty hot topic these days but with so much recognition for its importance its definition has gotten a little blurred so i'm taking all the guesswork out of branding and helping you get clear focus, and on to getting noticed in the marketplace and growing your business. I'll take you behind the veil of creative services and clear up things with a little bit of philosophy, a lot of industry experience, and a little shop talk with respectable marketers and industry specialists. I'll be giving you practical insights to implement into your business and to apply to your brand. Don't waste another dollar on marketing that doesn't work until you know you have a brand to sustain your business. To connect with me, you can do so at FocusBranding at gmail.com or at FocusBranding on Facebook and Instagram. Let's get right into the episode. Hey, hey, so I am sitting here this evening. It is Thursday, September 17, 2020. Um, Of course, I'm excited to be here once again. This is my third episode. I'm being consistent with this because you know what people are listening. And last week, you know, we dove right into some of the things that you don't want to ask or say to your designer when engaging in creative services. And uh, you know what? It was a little touchy. It was a little risky, but I hope it helped. I hope it helped dispel some things. I hope it provided some insight. Um, feel free to leave me your comments and, and any suggestions you may have as a result of that, or if there's anything that may I may that you know you've experienced that I didn't cover. I would love to hear about that. But today's a little different, so I, I asked some people to send in questions, and they did. I got some questions here. I will, I'm going to be diving right into this, and uh, I tell you what, these questions are pretty good. I have to say, I was actually not surprised, but I was definitely. Uh, excited about the questions that they weren't real basic you know but they actually had a little bit of depth to them so i'll take a little time and to dive right into these questions so that way people can get some help and get further on with branding their business the simple but efficient way again i always believe that wasting money on branding or creative services or marketing materials that doesn't work i believe is so wrong and people have done it. Businesses, entrepreneurs, nonprofits, small businesses, even bigger corporations at times, have wasted money on things that don't work simply because there's just not a lack. Of, there's a lack of focus. There's just not a lot of um, know-how behind certain things and. You know i want to take the time to to rid the world of that as best as i can because design is in everything and good design is good business and good businesses deserve to get noticed it's been my mantra for about 20 years and i'm sticking to it so with all that being said i ran it on a little bit long or long enough i want to dive right into these questions so before we get started i'm just going to say brief thing little little station identification so to speak so focus branding and design solutions as a brand strategy and design consultancy and i believe in using design to solve business problems by creating exceptional brand experiences so you can get noticed in growing the business you know um that's basically what i do i love to do it and with all that being said let's go right into the question number one this is a good one so people have asked or a person asked rather how do i fix enrich or improve my company culture And i says wow this is a great great question because it says to me first of all that there is a company culture that exists already which is one key thing and it says well how do i fix it well there's a problem there's a business problem and in my world i'm saying how am i going to use design to fix a business problem Um, and what's important to me is saying you know culture is very important and it does it does start at the top of the business with the owner the founder or the partners and uh, i believe it starts with vision you know in business world and your business 101 you're creating a mission vision and values you know for your business or for your company and a lot of times those things are used to measure you know the, the success of your culture Um, However, I believe there's something even more deeper than that, which binds us all. And that's our why Uh, people that know me that have known me at least with over the last few years. You know, I heard a TED talk one time by Simon Sinek, author and speaker, and it changed my life forever because I used to wonder how people made decisions and choices in their life when they're faced with things that are very similar, you know, in features or benefits or both or colors or how do people make decisions. And it's really not rational at all. It's because of their why. It's because of their purpose, calls, or belief. And I think as a business, it's important that you cultivate your own sense of why, you know, because your why is going to be heavily uh, entailed with your business's why. And with your business's why, you're going to be able to use that baseline to say, hey, we believe in doing a thing so that another thing can happen. As a result. And once you permeate that with uh, your culture or within your staff, within your business partners, or whomever you have in your business working with you to further this cause, it becomes the baseline of your culture. And it becomes the baseline for which you can actually measure the growth, the sustainability, the health of your culture. And if you see your culture going awry, I believe you should always point back to saying, hey, the things that we're doing the projects or the business or the clients that we're taking on do they align with our why you know when you're going to hire somebody you know part of the interview question should be hey what's your why candidate so and so because people are going to be more in depth to become loyal and ambassadors of your company of your brand based on their own internal why and it's important for you to understand what yours is first but then also people that you bring on board are in your fold of your business to ensure that hey you're not going to have high turnover and your culture is not going to suffer as a result so you know make sure these things are aligned um, they're, you know, they're spoken, they're practiced, they're posted on the walls, just like you do your mission or your vision, put that why in forefront so that everyone that passes by can see it every day, uh, or you guys have it somewhere where you can be referencing it on a regular basis. And as leaders in your business, it's important that you continue to put that why in verbal and written form ahead of your people in front of your people, um, as often as you need, or as often as possible, because again, it's a reminder of what we're doing, why we're doing it, and the end result that we're expecting as a result of this particular business. So um, I hope that helps. You know, how do you improve that? You continue to, to, to refine it if you need, but you continue to basically use it as the baseline to measure the health, the success, or the decline of your culture and basically fix it. And if you don't know it, there's a good book called Start With Why by Simon Sinek and Find Your Why by Simon Sinek that you can go out there and get. I recommend it above a lot of books that I've read when it comes to culture and marketing because it's not based in, in, in a lot of rational things. It's based in real human biology. and Human biology is pretty simple when you get right down to it. So... Yeah, I hope that helps. So that the question was, how do I fix, fix, enrich or improve my company culture? Mike Bigos, focus branding, branding made simple. My answer is start with why. Make sure you have a why. Your purpose, cause or belief. And people basically don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And what you do is simply proof of what you say you believe. So, yeah, if you can get that going down your culture, man, I think you'll be strong, strong, strong. All right. So. The next question is, is equally as fun. It says, how do I choose my company name? So if you're you're in that space where you're, you know, hey, I'm gonna start a business, I have a skill, I have a trade, a product that I wanna do, or put out there in the marketplace, but yet, you know, I haven't quite settled on a name. A lot of people, what they do is they try to get themselves are parts of themselves too intertwined, and in if they come up with clever ways to, to spell their first or last name or both, they take a nickname. They try to take parts of the product or, or the service that they're providing and infuse it into the name. And not to say anything that's bad or wrong or inaccurate, but you know, you want to really hone in on your brand's voice. You know, if your brand was a person, not you per se, unless you are your brand or you're providing a specific service that only you are doing personally. But if you're talking about a business, it says, you know, what what is your brand? If it was a person, how would you describe it? How would you personify this brand's voice? You know, is are you friendly? Are you playful? Are you direct? Are you pretty cynical? Are you, um, you know, uh, authoritative? You know, are you submissive? Are you suggestive? What are the type of things that, you know, your brand would say per se? You know, what would you do? Are you serious or analytical? You know uh edgy or rebellious you know maybe you toe the line maybe you're like me a rebel without a cause you know or are you something else entirely you know find the voice of your brain to start out with and try to capture you know those synonyms acronyms you know all those descriptive things metaphors whatever you can use to really hone in the voice and tone of what you're looking to produce or put into the marketplace you know um and then next i mean i would say I really want to say, start with your brand promise. You know what what is the one thing that you can narrow down? You know just one thing that you're that you're promising to your customers, you know, that they can expect to get from you every time. You know, for me, it's it's focus, it's clarity. You know it's a discovery and 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 real honest to God um, delving into the weeds of their business to help them understand their customers so that way I can produce design that helps them solve their business problems you know it's not art it's design so for me my promise is to do and be that for my customers to be clear to be direct to be focused and help them focus you know so they can come across clearly and bridge the gap between their customers and themselves so what is your brand promise you know and then and then also i think it's important to say hey how do you want to be known How do you want people to see your brand in one or five or 10 years from now? You know, um, you know, for instance, I'll take an example. You know, people love Nike. They love Apple. They love Mercedes Benz. Well, Mercedes Benz, Nike and Apple, they all have a brand promise. They all have a persona that they either clearly communicate or suggestively communicate through their ads, through their messaging, through their marketing. You know, Mercedes Benz, for instance, you know, they, they basically say, hey, there's just there's, we're the top luxurious car maker in the world. That's how they pride themselves or how they position themselves. Rather, you know, Nike is saying, hey, we make athletic apparel for for winners. You know, if you want to win, you're going to be on Nike team, Nike, you know, and then, of course, Apple. So it's widely known. But Apple's things say they start off with saying, hey, we are the company for those that think different. you're the type that thinks different if you're the round pig in the square hole if you're the rebel if you're the person that's just crazy enough to think you can change the world we're the company for you we make products that are easy to use user-friendly and beautifully designed so what do you want to be known for okay and uh i hope that helps i mean um there's a lot that we can go into it i mean i can i can ramble if you'd like but i don't think we want that i think we want to get to some more questions here so that's what i'll do so the third question for today that someone asked um it says what can i do with my branding that makes clients seek my staffing agency so that when i present my my business they are already comfortable with me and receptive to me that's a great question um there's a lot of things that you can I can peel away from that particular question so I'll dissect it just now so the first part is what can I do with my branding that makes clients seek my staffing agency right that's the first part so I think you got to position yourself like the other questions have you know that we address of saying hey make sure your voice your promise and how you want to be known is communicated clearly in your brand's messaging in the imagery that you use any type of, of core um, touch points that you would have, like flyers or, or anything that you're printing or d- d- basically displaying a billboard maybe, you know, whatever it is that your your agency, um, you want your agency to be known for, the promises that you're going to make to these particular clients in the, in the industry of staffing uh, is gonna be important um, to where, you know, let you know whether they're going to seek you first or not. Now seeking you first is really contingent upon I think some other things right. So if I'm looking for um, a plumber you know and there's a vast amount of plumbers that are providing stuff through let's say uh, what's the home I can't remember the home app that that's out there but Uh, Home advisor, right? If I go on home advisor, (coughs) excuse me, if I go on home advisor and I'm looking for a plumber in my area, right? That's the first thing I need. I need to have a plumber that's in my area, in my zip code, in my neighborhood. That's the first criteria, right? Second of all, I'm looking for, um, you know, some stars some reviews. I'm looking for something that lets me know that they're not quite as risky as the next guy or gal right maybe i'm looking for a company versus a general contractor or maybe i'm looking for a handyman versus another established brand or business you know it's been in business for 20 30 40 years so there's other there's criteria that i'm looking for when i'm looking for just a plumber when there's so many plumbers out there that are providing the same type of services or solutions what are, what are the criteria that i'm going to use to basically windle down my search So for you as a staffing agency, what are the criteria that you want people to know you for? So that way, when you're presenting yourself in the marketplace, you can speak to that criteria because, hey, this is who we want to be known by or known for. And when people are looking for us, we want them to look for these type of things. We want to pop up first in Google or any other type of app that that, uh, allows people to find us. Right. Um, You want to have testimonials and and kind of curtail those testimonials for people that you've already served and says, hey, I'd like for you to leave me a testimonial in reference to this, whatever that this is, so that way you can get some direct feedback that you can put on your website or your social media profiles that speak to how you want them to find you, okay? Um, I think it's important as as well to understand the problems in the staffing industry that you actually solve without the obvious of having um, you know to fill fill billets or fill seats, fill positions for companies. well there's other problems that they have. you know there's other experiences that they've had with other staffing agencies that they're not looking to repeat. So I think it's important for any business, but especially this one since this is the question, it's important to know you know your ideal client, you know, and position yourself as, hey, we're the, you know, for instance, we're the IT staffing company in the southeast region, so to speak. You know, or we're the staffing agency for, um, you know, uh, what's a good, what's a good, uh, let's just say for for law, for lawyers, for law services. You know, we staff people for law services when they're looking for it. I mean, I'm not sure how that goes, but I know being a candidate, being interviewed and having worked worked through a staffing agency, there's a plenty of niches out there that you can specialize in. And then also have a broader portfolio of diversification that can allow you to do that. But for any business, I think it's important that you understand the problems that you're solving for your customer, okay? Um, One good example for me that I can speak to that's unstaffing related, but it's customer related is you know my customers, you know, I started a boot camp for branding because I realized that man, a lot of startup and entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and even nonprofits, they don't have a lot of capital, you know, a lot of venture capital to invest, you know, tens and thousands of dollars into branding, or effectively branding their business from the ground up. There's a lot of work and money that goes involved with it from the onset. So how can I help them? That's a problem. That's a money problem. That's a physical external problem that they have that they're trying to solve. Well, they need to solve that as quick as possible by earning, having revenue and profit. But they can't do that without a somewhat of a brand identity out there in in the commerce, right? So what could I do to help them? I can bridge the gap by providing a boot camp that allows them to go through a lot of processes and simulation type things where they can experience, get the information that they'll need to be successful in effectively branding your business from the ground up at a fraction of the cost, right? They're gonna go through some of the strategic strategic discovery, the naming, the positioning, the attributes, the clarification of your messaging, you know, telling a story, discovering your why in your business, formulating these things. You're gonna go through all of this type of stuff here where it would cost you tens of thousands of dollars, you know, over the course of, let's say, six months to a year to get that done. And if you're going to go out and pay outright for an agency. So that's the problem that I knew my customers have. And that's how I decided to try to solve it for them. And thus far, so far, so good. I've, I've, I've done a couple boot camps. They've been going well. I got some more coming up. And uh, yeah, so as an agency, you know, how do you want them to to seek you out and find you out and, and prefer you over another agency is understand what they're going through, the problems that they're that, you're, that you need to solve for them in the area of staffing, and then position yourself in their minds as the problem solver for this, you know, on top of some other things. So I hope that that's a long answer, I know, but there's a lot to unpack in that question. So the second part of that question, which is, says, how do I present my business, you know, that they're already comfortable and receptive to me? Really, I think that's kind of redundant, because we've talked about it already thus far, but you know, being comfortable and receptive has to do with, you know, as a customer, I'm going to seek out this plumber, right? I want to know that they are able to solve my problem. That if I go to their website and I'm looking and reading through some of the verbiage there, you know, or scanning is really, you know, we don't don't really read websites anymore. We scan them. If I'm scanning through a website and I see the verbiage in there that lets me know that the problem that I have, they're going to solve it for me, then it's great. And if they're speaking the language that I'm comfortable with, then I'm going to pick them over another pump that maybe has more experience, maybe has more clientele, maybe has, you know, a greater demographic or a greater footprint in the marketplace. Those things may be important to somebody else, but not important to me. So it really depends on, you know, who your target audience is going to be in the staffing you know industry and ensuring that you can speak their language. Right. And it's not it goes broader than just you know i've got people i can plug and play into your business that you need to fill a fill slot it's, it's way deeper than that we you know so hopefully that helps i mean we can go way way deeper than that but i want to get on to the other questions here and um and be able to answer that as well so uh, the next question we had here today is how to make your company a household name um I think there's about four. There's probably more, but I want to keep it simple, right? Branding Made Simple is the name of the podcast. Let's keep it simple. So I I want to say there are about four, I think, real good areas that we can address to break down this question and address it rather. And the number one is, of course, consistency. It's a a cliched word, but you have to be consistent in what you're doing. And we'll break in and we'll go into that. I think you have to utilize clear um, and, and very strategic communication. I think in that communication, you need to be able to speak to the benefits of your company, you know, more so than just the features, because the benefits are really what tie everyone together. That says, hey, this is a benefit of the company that I can hold in on versus a feature that is comparable to other things that are like it. Um, And then lastly, I think you need to speak to something that's going to or speak in a way rather that's going to let me know as a customer that you're either helping me to survive or thrive. In life, in psychology, we understand, in, in the way people make decisions, of course, is bio, biological, right? It's from a part of the brain that doesn't have the capacity for language. That's how we make decisions. It's our feel. it's our gut feeling, as we've said, right? <clears throat> However, the part of your brain that does rationalize and does have the capacity for language has no capacity to feel. However, we get those confused. But the feel part of my brain is that fight or flight, it's that warm and fuzzy, it's letting me know that, hey, is your brand or your business or your product or service, is it helping me to survive or thrive in my life? You know, I need cleaning supplies, it's going to help me to thrive, maybe even help me to survive. I need plumbing, it's going to help me survive because I don't want to drown in my own water in my home, right? Uh, or i don't want to die of of any type of contaminants that came out from the sewage you know these are things that are going to help me survive or thrive and i don't know why i'm continuing to use plumbing references but they're pretty simple and easier to understand so let's go to number one so being consistent um again it's a cliche thing however it's very very important so a household name think about household names coca-cola you know pepsi dr peppers you know doritos uh, nikes uh, your apples your, your microsoft's um, these are household names. your google you know people say hey just google me how does it how do you go from entering in the marketplace to becoming something that people say or use in their normal everyday vernacular right um, i too want to become a a household name when it comes to small businesses because it says hey i want to help people focus it says focus branding in design solutions i want to help you focus focus is an acronym you know for formulating creative and insightful solutions that's what i want people to know or understand when they come in contact with my brand so i'm working to be consistent in the content consistent in the method consistent in the verbiage and in the, in the messaging consistent in the verb or the visual um the tone the voice of what i'm presenting in the marketplace i want to create and, and provide a consistent experience So that way, if you come in contact with with me online in a website or social media, and you come in contact with a piece of print collateral, it doesn't look drastically different. One doesn't look like it was done by a professional and the other one looks like it was done by me at home, you know, using something like, um, you know, Microsoft PowerPoint, and something else looks like they use something like Canva or professional design. You wanna be consistent. You know, you hire a design professional, creative service professional, to ensure that you have consistency right now with that consistency you have to be communicating things consistently as well and in your communication it's important that your message your verbiage everything is speaking and saying the same things across your different platforms different mediums right um the, the position that you take you know going back up to our our uh, one of our first or second questions you know your voice your promise you know one thing that you can promise to deliver, that's part of the consistency. You have to make sure you deliver that thing every time no matter what, right? And depending on who your target audience is, if you want them to think of you first, there's going to probably be some money involved here down the line, sure, because saturation helps. However, I want to say let's think of it more so as a target, you know, that you hit versus a net that you throw. Right. So and with that being said, we're speaking to the benefits and features of your company, more so on the benefits side. I spoke about this in another podcast. You know, people features are all the same. You know, hey, it's 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 made of this it consists of that, you know, it's going to have this long life. It's going to, you know, it's, it's basically the same type of things in the marketplace if you're competing with another similar product. But the benefits of your your product or service, that's what's really gonna make the difference in letting me know that, you know what, when I think of cleaning, I think of Mr. Clean. When I think of cleaning, I think of Fabuloso. When I think of cleaning, I think of maybe some organic brand. When I think of cleaning, I think of a high efficiency, you know, LG or Samsung washer and dryer. You know, these are the things When I think of, you know, driving in a luxury car. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Is it BMW? Is it Mercedes? Is it Bugatti? Is it Rolls Royce? You know, household names, I think, are relative. I think if you focus on your target audience, you focus on who you want to communicate and and, and provide these promises to. For the household name aspect, they will have that in their repertoire and you'll have that as a solution. If you're trying to target a whole bunch of people that are outside of your, you know, initial ideal, ideal client, rather, I think you're going to miss the mark a little bit. And again, lastly, with the number four thing, how does what you're providing to me help me survive or thrive? Because I'm only going to make decisions immediately, you know, relatively immediately uh, based on those type of things. It, it goes into the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, in psychology 101. one. Now, if it's speaking to surviving or thriving in my life in my family's life in my business's life then chances are i'm going to go with you because it just immediately makes sense right so i hope that helps we're we are almost out of time i didn't realize man i've been going on and just, so there's so much to unpack here there's so many things we could talk about with just four simple or relatively simple questions so um, i had a lot of fun i really did if you have a question, if you want something to be answered or addressed, um, please, please, please reach out to me again at focusbranding@gmail.com at gmail.com or at focus branding on Facebook and Instagram. Um, focusbranding.com is a website there that you can learn about the capabilities and things that I offer through my uh branding consultancy. And uh until next time, I really hope that you that you're getting all that you need to get you're not, let me know. I'm not a guy that's above reproof or correction. I want to make sure that this is worthwhile. It's value added to your business, to your day, to your week, to the growth and sustainability of your brand. And uh, if it's not, then I got to go find something else to do. But no, I think it's, I think it's been going well thus far. I appreciate everybody's support. And again, this has been Branding Made Simple with Mike Bigos. And I look forward to seeing and talking with you guys next week on Branding Made Simple, available on Spotify and Anchor. Take care, guys.